Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living Life Out Loud. This episode is episode 12. And today I have the pleasure of talking to the lovely Miss Teresa Varela. Hello, Miss Teresa. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm super excited because today we're going to be talking to Teresa about life's transitions. Kind of like if you're stuck, I don't know, I, I guess what comes to my mind is like I've, I've changed careers a lot in my life and I've always loved doing that because I like to experience everything. I just I don't think it's right to just stop at one career. I think, you know, if you find something you love or multiple things you love doing, then go for it. So um, kind of in that life tra- transitions is kind of like when you get stuck and you don't, you know, you don't know where to go from there. And, and Teresa's had experience with going through um, her careers and where she's at now. And I'd love for you to tell us more about yourself. Let's start with yourself first and then what you currently do. And then we can kind of go into everything else from there. Awesome. Well, um, I've always had creative jobs and we'll talk a little bit more about that, I'm sure. So um, <clears throat> I've been drawing and, and painting since I could really hold a pencil. But right now I'm a photographer and specifically I'm a boudoir photographer, which basically means that I get to capture all these beautiful women. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're in lingerie, sometimes they're nude, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is, I think, especially as women in today's society, we are often so critical of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And some of these women are just so brave, right? They're, they can be 20 or they can be 55. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But they're so brave because they've gone through these pivotal experiences. And they're so proud of that and having come through that, that they come in and they capture, I get to capture their photos and do a whole makeover. And it's just so fulfilling. It's amazing to see these women finally see the beauty in themselves. Some, mm-hmm. some of these women have never been professionally photographed. And um, how often do we tell ourselves, okay, I'm not going to do that thing until I lose 10 pounds or I wear a certain size dress or um, I don't have this scar or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So presently I'm doing that. I'm still also, um, I'm a graphic designer. I'm a web designer, marketing person. Um, I've been a lettering artist for over 30 years and I'm still really thriving with my lettering business, but all of that culminated into this position now with photography so i'm really grateful i'm excited for you because that's like i've i've seen a lot of transition with you since i've met you and you have i you and i've known each other since college so and that's that's been almost 20 years (laughs) yeah i was gonna say we were talking about that my husband and i were talking about that last night and i was like holy crap i've been out of college for 20 years i've been i was like oh not out of it yet but all you know been in it I was in it about 20 years ago. That's like wild. But I mean, you were in for graphic design at the time, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was in it for animation and that's yes. how we got to meet each other. So that was awesome because we've, we've stayed in touch since then. And it's so cool to see how far you've, you've, you've come just in life, period. Because you've been through a lot. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. I, it, and 
we had a really special experience in college because we went to an art college mm -hmm. specifically. So we were surrounded by other artists and we're kind of like in our own bubble, mm -hmm. right? Where, where you get to kind of feed off of each other's creativity and you're always inspired. And I, um, I feel really lucky that we got to do that. Yes, that was like, that was something like a highlight for sure. Going to college in an art college was awesome because it was art. It was just art. I felt like everybody around me understood and felt like me you know what yes. I mean like yeah I always love that about school because I always hated school from elementary to high school I just didn't like school and I got into college and I looked forward to going to school every day I loved going to school it was that was such yes, a fun experience me too. I, I I really enjoyed my college years for sure <laughs> uh, I miss it a lot yeah I know <laughs> But it's not, it's so long. It's been so long, but it's been, it's been such a fun experience, I think. And like they say, like, when you really love what you're doing, it shows. Like you, you enjoy going. Like, even though it was just going to school at the time, we love going. We love, and once you get into your career, then it's like, you love showing up. Right. And it's so awesome that you're doing the the boudoir how do you say it boudoir i can't say boudoir it. yes yeah. <laughs> it's so cool that you're doing that because i had tried that one time and i didn't do the whole nude one but um i was so intimidated and i was so embarrassed like and it was my sister-in-law that was doing them at the time right. and so i was comfortable because it was her but it's just the I, I was extremely critical on myself. It was even at my house. Like it was, everything was like as private as I could be, but I was so embarrassed. I sure. was just like, so it's quite the experience to be, you know, get to have women that are comfortable. And like, you know, that's so cool that you have that ability to get them to make them comfortable, you know? Cause that's not a job everybody can do, you know? No, and, and you know, I, I work for a gal who has built this business. She's been doing it for over a decade. I, I think she's coming up on 13 years. So lots of experience. And we have very different personalities um, in a lot of ways. She's really energetic and she's fun and she's funny. Mm -hmm. Really cute and everything, um, which is great. It's fantastic. And I'm a little bit more empathetic. I um, I really can tune into people's energies. And uh, sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. But in, in terms of photography, it's a wonderful thing because especially in that setting, you're, you're walking into an environment where you're basically meeting a stranger and you're about to take your clothes off. Mm -hmm. And you're showing them your most vulnerable parts of yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And so I really pride myself on being able to to make my clients feel comfortable especially given the fact that I've only been doing this type of photography for a year mm -hmm. so coming up on one year of doing it <clears throat> and yet I feel like like it was like a glove I just fit right into that genre and um, I love it I absolutely love the the beginning and middle everything of the whole system That's so I think one of my favorite parts is has to be when clients see their photos at the reveal mm -hmm. and they're like oh my gosh that's me that, yeah. that's me um and I show them photos during the session so I, I always want them to be put more at ease so I, I'll show them the back of the camera and say this is you without any editing mm -hmm. it's just my posing and that's what what where my expertise has to come in is posing them the right way and 
all of that kind of thing. But you spoke about something a minute ago that, that made me think of something. When we were talking about college and that special environment that we were in, mm-hmm. um, I just like to speak to the fact that if you are a creative um, of any sort, it's really important to be in community with other creatives. So I'm part of different mastermind groups. I'm a, I'm part of photography groups now. Mm-hmm. Um, and really kind of cycling that energy through with other creatives. Because it seems like uh, you can kind of just get lost mm-hmm. without that constant reminder from other creatives um, to be creating more content, to be creating more artwork music whatever it is Mm -hmm. so community is so important in that regard and we have a community page for our photography studio so that's always helpful for other women who can hear from women who've already experienced it right Mm -hmm. yeah um, because you don't want to come into something a situation where you're blind and you're like well what is this going to be um uh, and then you also spoke about when you talked about having tried that type of photography, mm-hmm. we actually do not allow anyone in the studio oh. during the session. So we've got lots of ladies that come in and they've got really supportive best friends, sisters, mamas, you name it. And they'll say, please, can my mom be here? Can my sister be here? And we say no. And oh. there's a specific reason for that is we tend to really care more about what another person that we love and care for thinks about us than our own comfort and so in that particular situation we allow them to be there for hair and makeup but it really is a detriment to have someone that's so close to you in the same room when you're in such a vulnerable position isn't that funny yes, that is. I never would have thought of that I wouldn't have either but it makes perfect sense though because you really do you reach out like for, oh well what do you think of that picture or what do you think yes. of that pose and then anybody else could be extremely critical you know right. oh well I don't like that but you look really good you know what I mean like that totally right. makes sense to do that right. um that's on like awesome that you guys do that because that that would make someone like me way more comfortable to not let nobody in you know yes yes so that's really important and um, the whole environment of the studio is very exclusive. We we only work with one client per day. Mm-hmm. Um, we only do a handful of shoots per month, each of us. Oh, wow. So we are not overwhelmed by energy that, um, you know, c- kind of overtakes the studio. It's mm-hmm. all about that person. That client is treated like a queen from the moment that she walks in to the time that she leaves. Um, it's really important to us that that's the feeling and the impression that our clients get. So I'm really lucky that I kind of stumbled into this. Um, Mm -hmm. And I say stumbled kind of modestly as if I didn't have, I mean, I I was in a networking group with this young lady who has the studio and um, she happened to be at a table with me. We struck struck up a conversation. I really was impressed with her business cards because I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's how we met. And that goes, that circles back to how important it is to be in community with other creatives because that was a creative networking group and um, it, it got me a stepping stone to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Now, would you have like, you had said you kind of 
messed with uh, photography before you were kind of dabbling in it but um what was it that what was your like aha moment though like what when you when was it the first time you did a, a shoot or what was it that really like lit you on fire when you when you did it well, you know? well here's the thing that happens with creatives and i know you can relate to this we often have paralysis analysis right yeah we get so caught up in oh everything has to be perfect uh-huh. and i have to get the exact right camera and i have to have the perfect lens and i have to take 3500 hours of classes and i have to <laughs> develop my own film and i have to walk across the river and you know it's really that complicated in our minds and what's great about leslie um is that she just basically went over some basic things with me taught me some poses because that's critical posing mm-hmm. is critical taught me her methods and then she said okay she i think she chaperoned i, I say chaperoned she observed me doing one or two shoots mm-hmm. and then she says okay you can go ahead and i was like no no i'm, I'm not ready to do it by myself she, yes you are oh. you're gonna learn as you go and um she taught me so much in that regard because when you just go out and do it yes mistakes are going to happen but um you keep improving yeah as you go and so the first time that i had my own solo shoot which again was only i think two or three into the into the business um i felt so empowered by someone who believed in me yeah that i mean this was her business it's her reputation on the line but she it believed in me enough that it I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the best that I can. And it was uh-huh. fantastic. And That's it's so just cool. gotten better and better. That makes such a huge difference. Like having that positivity and having that encouragement, like just the trust alone that you could do it. Like, okay, you go ahead and do it. Um, that's just, it's huge. And any job, anybody's career, like that right. just feeling like you are trusted to do something, it makes it so like you, just love it. I always love that. When somebody treated me with that respect and that that trust, I was like, man, I'm going to work even harder for you now because you trust me to do it. So now I'm really going to do an insanely amazing job now because I was going to anyway, but now I'm going to try even harder. But right. that's so cool Absolutely. that she gave you that, that feeling right away. Right. That, it's like it's- pressure, but like not because you were already comfortable. So that was good. Oh yeah, and and there are still there's. I'm always learning. I'm I'm learning now, um, but I'm learning a lot from someone who also is always striving to learn more and be better. So that in that regard, we're a lot alike. We're always mm-hmm. listening to podcasts, and we and we're reading books, and we're going to seminars, and we're doing everything that we can to improve our personal and professional lives. So in that way, we're really paralleled. You know, mm-hmm. so we're a good match in that regard. But I've had so many different creative jobs. And when we were, when we started the podcast, we were talking about um, having one career. So Mm -hmm. way back when, you know, probably our grandparents or maybe even great grandparents had one career or one Mm -hmm. job and they retired from that job and that was it. Mm -hmm. And nowadays there's just so much changing, so much um, technology and um, fluidity to to trends even right mm-hmm. that yeah. we have to kind of adapt and kind of morph into different things so I I started out as a little kid 
wanting to be I wanted to be an architect and I wanted to be a fashion designer oh nice so when I was in fourth grade um, the architect that designed our elementary school had a little mentorship program and they chose like 10 kids to go and meet with her every week I think we went every week for I don't know how long maybe it was that whole school year Mm -hmm. and we got to learn about um, architecture and we would draw with her and um, that was so much fun it really was enriching for me and then um, after high school I I moved away Um, I moved to Arizona and I was working in a salon I was modeling out there and I was working in the salon and the makeup artist in the salon took me under her wing and again this speaks to so many mentorships right and people Mm -hmm. guiding you and and being willing to share their craft and their knowledge Mm -hmm. Um, but that makeup artist took me under her wing she was often on set for different music videos and movies that were being filmed out there oh cool so she had clients that she needed to do regular makeup for and she taught me and so that um, encouraged me to to go to school and become a makeup artist and I did go to fashion design school I went to design school in Los Angeles oh wow and I will never regret going ever but I quickly found out that I I hated the industry I didn't like Los Angeles I didn't like the environment that I was in mm-hmm. um, and that's okay uh-huh. because I'll like I said I'll never regret having gone um, and trying it so yeah. when I moved back to Albuquerque I knew I wanted to do a creative job and I was like okay there aren't any it's not really a fashion hub right yeah <laughs> um, there wasn't a lot going on with makeup at that time that I remember uh-huh. so I went back to school for graphic design and that was a special experience <laughs> I still work as a graphic designer now and have lots of freelance clients and um, you know my my main identity that a lot of people know me for is calligraphy and for lettering yes um, and so the way that I started doing that was right around the time that I met my my architect mentor um, she architects have a very um, specific way of writing Mm. if you've ever noticed on their plans and that really piqued my interest and then my mom had a speedball textbook in our house Um, my mom went to parochial school and so she was taught cursive handwriting the Palmer method I believe and she had beautiful handwriting and Mm -hmm. I I always wanted to emulate it, so I was always copying it and copying oh. these pages out of this speedball textbook. So I was about 10 or 11. I bought myself some supplies and taught myself how to use them. That's so cool. And um, I, I didn't ever take a class until 2009, but um, when I was a kid, I was always writing and just trying to emulate everything that was in the book. Um, and then later when I was in high school, I used that kind of copying ability. I used to write my own notes. <laughs> I ditch class. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that comes in handy when you need a, an excuse for missing school. <laughs> Sometimes when people hear me say that, they're like, you? I yeah, know. <laughs> I, I used to ditch class sometimes and 
write myself notes from my That's mom. So funny. Um, You're like only only mom could write like that. I swear it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so, so funny. It's, it's interesting. Um, but I'm also part of a, a huge international community of calligraphers. And in fact, just a few weeks ago, I was at the International Calligraphy Convention that we have every year, every summer. Yeah. We didn't have it last year, of course, because of COVID. But um, there again, when you're immersed with other lettering artists and other people that are sharing their work, it just, wow, it lights you up. Yeah totally I saw the pictures and I was like oh how fun I thought my gosh that's totally your element there like that was totally it was so cool to see all the people that you saw like it was it was fun for me to see it and I wasn't even there so (laughs) like that's really cool though because because I I've seen a lot of your stuff like I know that your calligraphy is just amazing so I imagine being at something like that you feel like on top of the world when you're around people that do and and feel the same way you do about it you know oh it's incredible really um I I've and that's another privilege that I've had is I've been able to you know design wedding invitations or all of these commemorative gifts for people um certificates and artwork for people that they have displayed in their homes Mm -hmm. and that's such a wonderful feeling to be able to do that when it's not so much now i think especially with social media but when i was growing up i think oftentimes i heard people saying oh you're not gonna make a living being an artist (laughs) that's never gonna provide for you and it's not true it's so not true but um luckily the the good thing about social media is that you do see other people um being successful as artists yeah is you really do i love i love that i follow a lot of people and i'll I'll share their posts and stuff and i'm like these people are so amazing like there's a difference with the creative community that I love because they're open to wanting you to be successful and that that love for everybody is awesome where in other careers I I got like I've worked in other a lot of other careers and and it's almost like a competition like you feel like they're trying like if you do better they they you're a threat you know what I mean like it just it always felt like that with different things but with art that's one thing that it never felt like that for me because it always felt like people were excited for you and they were like yeah you know they're encouraging and that community like you said is so important because it does you do can you can convince yourself to not do it anymore very easily like it's it's easy to let that negativity and I know we talk about that a lot on the podcast with a bunch of other circumstances but it really does affect you in every aspect of your life like if you're letting all this bad um like how they say oh you'll never be successful as an artist like if you let that get into your mind like yeah you'll convince yourself that you won't be you know yes absolutely that's that's so true um and it can seep in really quickly because you know life happens and we all we all have we have families we have illnesses we have loss we have grief we have kids you know aging parents all of this kind of stuff can overwhelm you Mm -hmm. um so some of the things that i do to stay in creative mode is besides being in community with other creatives is 
I have really specific and strict routines, morning routines and nighttime routines. Mm-hmm. Um, and people sometimes laugh about it. I mean, they'll be like, oh, you can't, Teresa can't co- go out because she's she goes to bed at nine or whatever. Yeah. But um, I, I make exceptions, of course. There's, yeah. It's not always hard and fast. But for the most part, I have a pretty specific morning routine and a wind down nighttime routine. My sleep is really important to me, especially um, as I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. And you can, I can just tell if I have not had a good night's sleep that my creative power is yeah. greatly diminished. It's, yeah. It's sort of like I can't concentrate, I can't come up with new ideas, any of that. So those are some of the things that I've done to kind of keep myself in check and keep myself going. Mm-hmm. And then I also, I'm, I've just started implementing this again because I did slip away from it, is I try to have creative time every day that's not work related. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have creative jobs, yes, but I'm generally creating something for someone else but I try to have creative time every day that's just for me where I can doodle journal write down ideas kind of do a brain dump um, yeah and and exercise my creative ideas that way um sometimes that's just the best way to unwind Mm -hmm. so I like doing that yeah that's really cool because I'm like I need to write that down (laughs) it's like I need to implement that so bad because I've noticed that with my painting I'm the happiest when I'm painting like whether it's a billboard or a canvas like even just drawing a picture I am like in a happy bubble like that is my happy happy place like and I feel like I'm just smiling the whole time (laughs) like you know and then but I don't do it every day that's something I need to like I have to just stop and be like this is the time I'm doing this and that's it because you need that you need that motivation every day you need that feeling of like happiness even if it's just from painting or drawing or whatever that's something that's something to you so or if it's something else you know working on a car or whatever you're doing if you enjoy it you should definitely do that that's such a good tip to do it every day for yourself not for work well you know just think about one of the just one of the habits that you have every day that's just a normal habit like brushing your teeth Mm -hmm. um we brush our teeth every day we might not think it's the most thrilling thing but we all know that if we don't brush our teeth then we will have to go to the dentist we might Mm -hmm. lose our teeth no one we all know the repercussions of that right yeah um and we we stick to it Mm -hmm. um it's the same thing with creative work where um if i don't practice calligraphy for example somebody once told me oh my gosh you do that so easily it's just so easy for you it was hours and hours and hours and hours of repetition Mm -hmm. that put that muscle memory into my arm into my hand and the way that i make those flourishes now yes it rolls off my arm really quickly but it was countless hours of me practicing just like any other craft or anything else that you want to be good at mm-hmm. and to that point don't be afraid to, to be bad at something mm-hmm. I used to always be terrified of oh my gosh I'm not gonna try that thing because I'm not good at it I'm yeah. gonna try it on the side and then yeah. I'll bring it out just like photography I always was interested in being a photographer but got so overwhelmed of 
oh, I'm, I don't know all the settings. I don't know all of mm-hmm. the lingo. I don't know all the jargon. And so I'm not going to be credible. And you talk yourself out of it. Oh, yeah. From the start. Totally. Yeah, that's so true because like I, I've taken a couple photography classes. I love taking pictures and my 17,000 pictures on my phone can vouch for that. But right? <laughs> but I had like I have a bunch of cameras and I don't I don't use them now. But when I got them, I was like, ready, I'm going to do this. And like and I intimidated myself out of it. Like I, I completely was like, well, I can't take pictures. I don't want to do like photo shoots for people. Like my thing isn't like um like human or maybe animals I do love animals so I could probably do that but more nature I love the outdoors I could do and I've always it's so funny because my dream job since I was a little kid and I am crazy I've always wanted to be a tornado chaser but for the photography part of it that was it I just wanted to take yeah I've always just wanted to take pictures of tornadoes like and my mom i will specify her because it was her that she convinced me to not she intimidated not intimidated but she just talked it down so much and and scared me out of it not that i was even scared of the tornadoes it was more of like that she'd be mad at me if i went chasing after them you know so i didn't do it that was my whole life to this day still my dream to do i have to do it at some point so yes it's like um but that's that's it your mind my mind convinced me my mom egged it on so and my dad well he wasn't too excited for it because he was worried about me but he said you know go for it if that's what you want to do you know and everybody knew that even in our high school yearbook it says have have fun chasing your tornadoes on the thing and like dang like I never that was the one thing I really wanted to do but that's kind of like full circle like it's um it's still there I can take pictures and I can do it I just have to like I'm waiting because I want to have my daughter grown because she's still little so (laughs) I want to wait till she's grown and then they have like these packages where you can like get a week a week uh, trip with tornado chasers and they'll take you and you can chase the tornadoes with them and oh, take wow. pictures and Texas awesome. yeah or, and Oklahoma I think they go right between the two and so I told my husband already I'm like dude I don't care when she turns 18 I'm out I am going to do that <laughs> one week that's it like even if I could do it you know when she's a little bit older teen you know where I'm comfortable I just want to go and get that part of my life and catch that one picture that's going to be amazing and I'm going to put it everywhere. <laughs> totally, but, go for it. But yeah, I, get I, that. I think that, you know, now my kids, I think when you knew me, Sarah, my kids were little, they yeah. were really small and they sometimes went to college with me. And Yeah, oh um, yeah, I remember. We went through all kinds of things together. Um, I was a single parent for a long time. Um, and then... Uh, you know, now they're 23 and 19. So it makes a big difference for me that yes, I can just pick up and I can, I can try new things. And I, I don't have as much, um, holding me back per se. Um, but I think it's important that balance is achieved no matter what. So one of the things that I always did was, you know, even going back to college when they were small, was a huge step because mm-hmm. it just takes a lot of bravery. There, it's, mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it. You have to be brave and courageous and just jump into the fire sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and most times it's like you're being melded into this new 
wonderful tool that you never mm-hmm. even knew that you had the capability of being. Yeah. Because you've gone through that fire and you've gone through the, you've had to kind of fight your way through it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and really, when you think about artists that you admire, um, they have a testimony most times, right? Mm-hmm. They've gone through, they've gone through some horrific thing or they've gone through a trial or a test that just gave them this new perspective and that mm-hmm. out of that was born their their artistic perspective so yeah. for me um with these women I sort of see myself as um, a little bit of a mentor in that I've gone through some really difficult personal situations Mm-hmm. And some of these women have gone through the same or by the same token, they're, they're celebrating these great moments in their life. Like they're just about to get married or they're just about to have a baby mm-hmm. um, or they've just had a baby and they want to celebrate their body or they, you know, I have a client coming in in a couple of months who's just coming off her deployment. She's been in oh, wow. um, Iraq for, I think she said two years. Um, and things like that are just incredible, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, to be able to capture that. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything culminated at the right time for me to be doing this. If I had been doing this type of photography 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been as effective. Mm-mm. So I'm a big believer in timing and that the timing that the universe brings about yeah. is perfect. Yeah, Whether, I agree. No, no matter how badly we want it, like even the tornado thing, yeah. it's still, it's it's still in your heart, right? Yeah, It's, it's still there. something that's, that's driving you. But just because you haven't done it yet, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen exactly that's what i will not let that one go that i don't care yeah. it tells me no now i'm like uh-uh i don't even it's gonna happen i don't even care yeah. like we have we've been getting them more re- recently here like closer right. to home and i've been like i'm sorry i am a weird person that smiles and is excited and i'm like <laughs> i'm gone i tell my husband i'm going he's like no you're not don't go <laughs> i'm like dude if it gets close enough and sometimes i will just sit outside like if i know there's been tornado warnings i'll just sit yeah. outside and i'll kind of wait and i'm like okay if it comes within my area if i get a tornado warning i'm out i'm gonna go after it i want to go see i know it's crazy and i know people don't understand it because you know i know tornadoes are bad i know that they destroy things and they hurt people but it's not that that point of it it's the beauty of it i do see a beauty in it so that's like that's what makes me different (laughs) so just like with anything like certain people see beauty in things that i don't think are pretty and that's that's their their perspective of it which, which makes life so wonderful you can love your own things and think that things are beautiful even if they're scary like i'm fascinated with weather i love clouds i love the whole thing that's just so much fun to me like and i take thousands of pictures of clouds i did the cloud calendar which i was all excited for i've wanted to do that forever and i I, love that yeah i finally made one well i made two of them so just as a test for myself and then next year i'll want to do well coming soon i'm gonna have to do the 2022 one and like just you know see how it goes it's just was my excitement i took all the pictures in it and then i added the little um parts of the bible in it like verses from the bible and i was like it came out really cool so it's like um like you were saying though with the whole just jump like i think i say that in every podcast (laughs) like i i know like 
in any situation, sometimes you just have to jump. Like if it's in a right. relationship that's bad, if it's in a job that's bad, like I encourage everybody like listening to this, just do it. <laughs> like, right. I mean, like you said, sometimes it's scary and it's terrifying to think, you know, can I really do that? Even in college, just the thought of, can I finish this? Like, I was tired. I was getting burnt out, like uh, towards the end. Like I was, yes. I was doing too much. And like, I remember thinking, gosh, what am I doing? Like, can I really do this? And, and the whole time I remember our teachers kind of like pushing towards our final, like our last like uh, portfolio and stuff and, and asking, they kept asking like, what do you want to do? Like, where do you belong? And I could never find the answer for it. And part of our, our last presentation to all the animation teachers was that we had to say, uh, and we had to answer that in front of him and in front of the other teachers, Bill and all them, you remember all them. And I was so intimidated. I was so scared for that presentation. But when I got up there, I, I had wrote down all this stuff and then I didn't even look at it. I didn't look at it once. I just started talking and I, I remember saying like I want to write a children's book and I want to do kids animation because that's where I thrive that's what I like doing I have a very kid um, cartoon characters that I like to draw I'm very kid friendly you know and like I remember being so scared and then they and I remember Aaron came in and was like that was perfect that's what we were trying to get out of you the whole time like that right. it finally just came out but it was that you're going to be scared. You're going to be intimidated. You're going to have times where you do fail and you do awful. <laughs> and like, like you were saying too, like things that you try, but you're kind of um, like you didn't want to show nobody or you weren't good at it. Like uh, figure drawing was my worst thing ever. <laughs> you remember how simple, like you just draw circles and you draw the body. Like you just kind of, not even the detail one. I'm talking like this, the quick drawings. And I had the hardest time doing that. I would be so mad every time I went to that class because I couldn't just be simple. I wanted to draw the details of everything. And and it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. Right. Like when you do stuff like that, especially like for you, exactly like with the photography. I don't know, was it was it intimidating for your first client? Like were you intimidated with that person? Um let's say like in a nude one was that ever like were you ever nervous or did you feel like oh no. you know so so there's a there's a couple of things that you brought up that i'd like to speak to and one of them is what you were describing is when you have that burn when you're speaking from your heart and mm -hmm. you're so passionate about something that it's just easy to speak about it you could talk about it for hours you can go on and on because you're so passionate about it and you mm -hmm. that's how you know you really love something and you're really connected to it Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I learned in college in particular was you remember we had to do presentations on practically everything that we made. Yeah. So um, someone once asked me, how do you do all of these presentations and you have, you're so articulate and you, you speak really well and you don't pause very much. And I... I'm not really sure where I got this from, but I became a really good actor. And so oftentimes I'm shaking in my boots or I am, <laughs> my heart is pounding, you know, I sweat from the back of my neck, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> stuff, but I don't let someone else see it. And with my photography, I've always just pretended like I knew exactly what I was doing. 
mm-hmm. because the more that you actually pretend that you're you are a person that does this or that um i'll give you an example um you can tell you can talk yourself out of anything but you can also talk yourself into almost anything mm-hmm. so i'm a big believer in energy and manifesting and seeking joy in every day because if you focus on all of the stuff that brings you down and the negative people guess what you attract more of that it's like a magnet mm-hmm. it really brings about more people that are going to annoy you and chances are you're going to get hit by a car and i, I mean it goes on and on yeah because i've been in that sort of whirlwind mm-hmm. of, um but by on the other side of that on the other side of the coin is the more that you seek out positive people positive um, affirmations um, for me I'm a person of faith so mm-hmm. I lean heavily on my faith and mm-hmm. I pray a lot I meditate um, I use lots of tools to kind of calm myself mm-hmm. and the very first shoot that I had um, was a very special lady she's always going to be special in my heart to me um six kids never been professionally photographed had been divorced Um, one of her children was had special needs um she had just never done something for herself like this and she came in um and we both cried at her review we we both cried and she we made an album out of her so she, i have her in the studio i show her to everybody that comes in that this is my very first shoot and um leslie was, is a good teacher mm-hmm. but you have to believe in yourself sarah so many people start out and they say oh but i'm not going to be as good as mm-hmm. and if i got into that mode i would not be making a living being an artist Mm -hmm. and I do make my living as an artist I don't I don't have a regular office job I don't have a like um a a fallback Mm -hmm. I mean all my my work is creative work I'm either a graphic designer or I'm designing websites or I'm doing photography or calligraphy yeah Um, so it's important that you believe in yourself and in that moment no one else has to know how scared you are Mm-hmm. No one else has to know. I imagine people who like maybe are a tattoo artist. The first time that they use a tattoo gun on someone, I imagine that that is probably scary as hell. Yeah, this is I a permanent bet. piece of artwork you're putting yeah. on somebody's body. <laughs> but there has to be a first time. There yeah. has to be a first time for everything. And so um, I do this visualization whenever I do a presentation or whenever I'm going to do something big like a photo shoot I physically imagine whatever my baggage is that day that is bothering me if if there is any because I'm mm-hmm. I'm at a point now where not a lot bothers me mm-hmm. but I'll take all of that and I'll physically in my mind I will visualize putting it into a suitcase mm-hmm. and I set that suitcase outside the door oh. I physically moved my hand there's nothing in my hand but I physically just watch my hand drop that suitcase and I was like okay that stuff's gonna stay there and then um, what I used to do for presentations in college is I used to put on an invisible jacket and I physically go in and kind of make the motions as if I was putting a jacket on 
of someone who was a really, really good speaker. Mm. That's right. And then it just tumbled out. Yeah. Um, And that doesn't work for everyone. I know that there are a lot of people who have a fear of public speaking or Mm -hmm. um, anything like that. But for me, it's really easy to share when I'm passionate about something and I love something and I really believe in something. And I really honestly believe that every one of my clients is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I have had clients that weigh 90 pounds and I've had clients that weigh 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Um, and in fact, my heavier clients are the ones that have more confidence. So some of these ladies that are um, in really fantastic shape could take a page out of their notebook that, yeah. you know, we can't be tearing ourselves apart. We can't be... Um, nitpicking everything and there's never going to be a perfect time for a a photo session there's never going to be a perfect time to jump out of that plane or to take a trip to Europe or whatever it is that you want to do that lights you on fire Mm -hmm. do it now do it yeah I love that that's so true that the the plane I did that and that was the best thing I've ever done (laughs) oh my gosh I share that because if anybody's thinking of skydiving I highly above everything recommend doing it because gosh that was that was the most beautiful experience like just I was nervous like I was totally scared like and and I thought oh my gosh so many things can go wrong and I thought too well so many things could go right if it goes right then this is the experience of my life that I've been waiting for for a long time and I remember when we jumped and I screamed so loud but you couldn't hear me up there and 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 then they pulled the chute and it flew up and I remember looking around like I'm flying this is like absolutely amazing and you just float and it's just amazing you see the whole world and I I I love that experience that is one of my top experiences in life that I oh yes I I, I remember that I was so inspired by you when you did that (laughs) that was wild jump out of a plane but I would definitely love to do it oh you should definitely do it i oh i i recommend it my dad used to do it when he was younger he's jumped maybe 17 20 times like and he wasn't an instructor he just did it and i and i always loved that because he always used to tell me it's the best experience ever you need to do it he'd always tell me and i thought well dad's crazy (laughs) you know what what am I thinking like but he always talked about it like this is you'll never regret it he's like I promise you if you ever remember one thing that that is worth doing that is the one thing and so finally like it was right after it was I think right after my daughter had passed or maybe the year after but I had felt very depressed and very lost And I thought, you know, I really have nothing to lose right now. And my mind was there. And I thought, you know, why, what am I waiting for? Because at any moment, my life can just stop. Yes. And, and I'm missing out on all the stuff that I've always wanted to do because I'm just, what, scared of everything now and worried about everything. And I said, no, I'm going to do it. And one day I just decided to call and I did it. <laughs> so it's that whole just jump I really love that just do it man because if you in any point of your life jobs or planes or whatever just have the experience of life man you can't just stop because you know all these jobs that we go through they'll replace you in a heartbeat you know if you're not passionate about your job and they're not they don't give a crap about you you know they'll have somebody else tomorrow they don't care you need to have your heart where it needs to be like where 
you're passionate and like all the things that you do you love doing so that makes life wonderful and it comes out of like years of having to find that you know we're working trial and error like the fashion design stuff you know you you were into it but then it wasn't for you like you you have to do that with everything like if you don't try it you'll never know like you really want to go through that definitely and it's it's unfortunate that sometimes um some of these experiences have to be born out of tragedy or difficulty Mm -hmm. but at the same time it makes them all that more precious Mm -hmm. and sacred right it's um for me i had a very traumatic divorce just a few years ago and i just want to tell people you know there are other people who have lived through tremendous tragedy you know losing their whole family losing their children um disease i I mean you name it and there Mm -hmm. there are things that have happened to people but you witness the resiliency of the human spirit Mm -hmm. and it gives you hope right Mm -hmm. and so you keep you keep moving and sometimes oh wow I remember one of my friends gave me the best advice ever and I always pass it on to anyone that I know is you don't have to get through today if you're if you're going through a hard time if someone out there right now is going through this terrible hard time and they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking yeah well it's easy for you guys to say I I don't have a house or I don't have a car or I don't have whatever, right? They're, uh-huh. they're talking to themselves and they're thinking, that's just not going to happen for me. My a good friend of mine said, you don't have to get through today. You just have to get through the next hour. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, okay, I can handle an hour. Yeah, I can handle an hour. I don't have to think about the whole day. I can handle an hour. Sometimes I had to break that down into five minutes. Uh-huh. I need to get through the next five minutes without having anxiety or without having a panic attack or, uh-huh. you know, wanting to just throw in the towel. Yeah. And um, my children were little. And so they, they gave me a lot of strength and energy and focus. Um, uh-huh. So that was great. But sometimes when you're alone those thoughts can get into your head and and make you go the other way and again that's why I say building a community is so important and not just a community a creative community but even um, a spiritual community or Mm -hmm. you know people that have like-minded ambitions they want to be better they want to heal and they want to um, also leave a legacy and make an impact all mm-hmm. of that's, I think, important when you're pursuing your your passions. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm. Jeez. Everything about that makes so much sense because there are days where you just feel like, like it's this is a long day, like this is a hard day, like and mm-hmm. the anxiety. Oh my gosh, I struggle with anxiety still. I had depression for almost like my whole since high school. all the way up you know really bad in college I was really bad bad depression and real bad anxiety and um yeah the anxiety part like I totally get it where you have to break it down don't take on the whole day break it down in half and if you can't do the half do the hour do the do the five ten minutes like do it as you can because it is overwhelming and sometimes like even just watching the news can get you overwhelmed or watching social media like it just the depending on like your heart or where you're at or what's going on like it 
things affect you differently, of course, but yeah. but that anxiety, man, is the same for all of us. I mean, we've all felt it. We know what it is. And, and it's just yeah. such an awful feeling. And sometimes you do need to break it down to five minutes and say, hold on, let me get through this real quick. Like, let me, yes. let me catch my breath because, man, those panic attacks are awful. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have... Um... You have to protect your peace at all costs. Mm. So for me, protecting my peace means the way that I eat, the mm-hmm. way that I exercise, and my sleep. Those are those are really just the fundamentals of keeping my brain healthy. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the other things that I discovered when I was going through my um, my divorce most recently was um, I was online. Uh, and by the way, I have not listened to a newscast, a full newscast in about five years. Oh. And my mental health has not been better. Really? Um, I now, <laughs> now, some people might say, oh, you're burying your head in the sand. No, I get my news. I go to news sites and I, I get caught up. But I'm able to step away and um, control the amount of news that I'm consuming. Because mm-hmm. I know that as an empath, I absorb a lot of people's energies. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I found that I was just absorbing a lot of tragedy and really holding that space. And if you're holding all that negative energy, you don't have room to hold anything else. Uh-huh. So something has to give. Um, and you can't pour from from an empty cup. So like you, you're also very empathetic, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're always giving to people and, and you know, you you try to help the public and and people that are less fortunate with all of your different endeavors that you've done. Um, and that's wonderful, but you also have to pour into yourself, right? Because uh-huh. you can't pour from an empty cup. You, yeah. you just can't. Um, so you have to take care of yourself in order to be able to help others. Uh-huh. Um, that's a hard thing to learn too. <laughs> oh, it, it is definitely. Um, I was online one day and saw an advertisement for this thing called EFT tapping um, and they were doing a 10-day t- a online summit and I was having I was pretty much a walking anxiety attack at that time for, yeah. for months um, when I first got separated um, so I thought okay I'm gonna try anything I can yeah. and EFT stands for emotional freedom technique um, I use an app called the tapping solution um, there's lots of books there's lots of YouTube videos on tapping and basically you tap on different points in your face and on your head and your collarbone um, and they calm the amygdala in your brain. The amygdala is a walnut sized um, piece in your brain that basically controls our fight or flight response Mm -hmm. and it's when that's activated is when we have our anxiety. So um, as you're tapping, you calm, you tap on these, they're called meridian points, and you do them in a certain order. It calms the amygdala, and over time, you can train your brain, kind of rewire your brain to be calmer and accept um, traumatic situations a little bit easier. Yeah. Right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend that um, EFT oh. tapping. I do it every day. Um, and what's funny is when I met Leslie at the studio, Leslie is also a tapper. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> but you can also tap to manifest positive things. She's more of, she came more from that end. Mm-hmm. Of but still the odds. Tapping. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm totally going to try that. Like, I think 
that's so awesome that you mentioned that because my anxiety has been climbing pretty steep this last like couple weeks and I keep thinking like I keep praying about it I'm like I gotta get I need help with this because it's getting to where it's like I'm getting anxiety attacks again which I wasn't doing for a long time right and so I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I will totally try that because sometimes we just need that see that's like the point of the podcast is sometimes you just need to hear a suggestion of something that you do that might help me you know and it might help someone else and I love that because sometimes we don't know and and we're so like busy that we don't stop and try to find something but hearing it even if you're exercising listening to this or something or driving like that could have been that key moment where you're like oh I need to try that you know because I I think we're all searching for some kind of help sometimes you know and that could be that's pretty awesome I'm excited to try that because anything that would help with that would be awesome (laughs) Well, you know, just as some encouragement, I'm, I'm really open about my, my issues, my struggles with anxiety and depression that I've had in the past. And I, mm-hmm. if I can help someone else with that, then I'll share any tools that I use. But I can just tell you that um, back then, and with good reason, I was on several medications because of the sheer amount of anxiety that I was on and um, ha- experiencing every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I have not had to have any anxiety medication in, I think I'm going on three years now. Oh, wow. Because I can, I've I've been able to manage it um, with my other tools. And that's not to say that I won't ever need medication again, because Mm -hmm. things happen. I mean, if there was a really traumatic situation in my life, I would not hesitate to use um, medication to help me cope with it because Mm -hmm. I don't, life is not guaranteed. I could, I have two children. um, I have siblings. I have a home. All Mm -hmm. of that could be gone in a minute. And, and then what you have to be able to fall back on tools that are going to help you. Exactly. And sometimes those tools in such a traumatic loss can be blurry, you know, like everything that you've taught yourself can get fuzzy all of a sudden. And yeah, you will need pills. You will need medication to help you. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a, I think, a big stigma that people do that. Absolutely. They, they right away. Oh, you're on pills. You're crazy. Or oh, you know, it's not that. You. No. Sometimes you physically need it. That's it. That's it to the, to the right. point. You know. And I, I always tell people that, you know, you wouldn't hesitate to take medication if you had a cold. Mm-hmm. So if your, if your brain is out of balance medication is going to be your your key great Uh that's fine it's it can be a temporary situation um it doesn't mean anything Uh -uh. it just means that you're being wise and you're taking care of yourself exactly Uh, but i always want to share about what tapping has done for me because it's really helped me shed some of my own body issues and my own traumas that i've lived through Mm. and even even with photography you know i talked a lot about how much I feel like I'm giving to my clients. My clients have given me so much, Mm -hmm. so much in terms of um, acceptance and really seeing the beauty in the moment Mm -hmm. um, rather than this hypothetical perfect person that you want to be. Oh, I'm going to wait until I weigh 122.5 pounds and I can fit into a size two and I no. Mm-mm. we're all beautiful we all have mm-hmm. something that we bring to the table and so these ladies have helped me and 
I didn't even mention this before. I don't think you and I have talked about it, but since I started doing photography, I got back into fitness uh-huh. and I've lost 25 pounds this year. Yay. Um, which <laughs> That's so cool. Was, to me, was just a byproduct. I mean, I when I started working with Leslie, one of the first things she did was she had me do my own shoot. Um, and I had a 48 hour window. She really said, okay, you're going to come in day after tomorrow and we're going to do a a photo shoot of you. And I was not prepared. I was very self-conscious. And the whole purpose of that was to show me what clients felt like. Exactly. So I lived through it, which was great. And I loved my photos. Yeah. There's nothing I would have changed because she pushed me in that moment just like with photography she pushed me in that moment out of my comfort zone so that i could see that it wasn't that scary and it was really a beautiful experience but now having lost another 25 pounds it's like oh wow i i could rock that again yeah (laughs) Yeah. right that's so so cool yeah it's neat I love that. I had been, I've, I've been watching like the whole, your process too. You've been doing, you've been kicking butt, man. That's so cool. I've been watching the, the exercise that you've been doing. And I know you've been on, weren't you doing another podcast you were mentioned about yes. your, yes. I'm so supposed cool. to also do a podcast with my coach. Um, and my coach is phenomenal. She's 60 years old. And oh, wow. um, again, just, just surrounding yourself with people who are stretching growing always reaching further that's so important because Uh you are who you hang around with right you're yeah I think the the um, quote is something like you're the product of the five people that you spend most time with Uh and it really is true yeah Um, your life continues to improve as you um, improve the quality of the people around you yeah and you kind of feed off of each other so that's great yeah totally that's a I've been noticing that too now and at this point in life like through your 20s it's fun and you know whatever partying and all that stuff and then like now I'm I'm a just a year shy of 40 and I'm like dang this is like a really important time to like really I need to be healthy for my family you know I need to because I was just brushing off all my stuff and, and I've had to have surgery and I've had to do a lot of stuff that like I'm like okay this is that point where my weight is just not, you know, where it needs to be for my health, though. And I told my husband, that I need to do this for my health, not for anybody to see me. I don't care what I'm looking like. I just need to get healthy, you know, because right. my parents depend on me. My daughter depends on me. My husband, myself, <laughs> like, you know, the people that I help, like, I, I help a lot of people. <laughs> and it's hard yes. to help everybody if you aren't taking care of yourself. And I finally, I've been hesitant to to get a coach, to get a health coach, because I'm like, I can't afford it. I can't do this, you know. And I thought, well, you know what? You can afford the fast food that you're eating every day. So you can definitely stop and save and do it. And I did it. I finally got a health coach and she's just amazing. And you're totally right with with that encouragement and having positive people. It does. It sounds cliche, but it's it's totally does work like it does change your perspective on like getting up like I was kind of like down because I'm drinking sodas and I just wasn't no energy at all and now it makes a difference it does like that encouragement just her saying you got this like or being excited that I've lost seven pounds so far 
and yeah. I, I'm excited for it. It's it, it's huge for me because I haven't lost seven pounds in about seven years. You know, it's been yeah. it's been a long time to like actually try to lose weight, and it's not for anybody else but me. And I love that because I think a lot of times we get lost and then we're like, oh, lose weight so that people are like, look at you and think you look good or, you know, I don't care what anybody else thinks, you know, so it's good to. Yeah, I think it goes back to that um, sort of feeling like living in this moment, right? Mm -hmm. You have to really have gratitude for the moment that you're in, Mm -hmm. um, acceptance for where you are. Um, responsibility that your choices got you to that point good Mm -hmm. or bad so what I mean by that is um, it's okay to give yourself a pat on the back and say yeah I I figured out how to pay for a coach Mm -hmm. rather than oh I'm never gonna afford a coach yeah there it's so different right those Mm -hmm. are two different statements and yet when you're living in the moment you can say okay this is everything that I've gathered up to this point my experiences have brought me to this moment and if I want to continue on this trajectory I'm going to do this this and this or if it's if it's a little stumble if it's somewhere where you don't want to be then you also make changes accordingly mm-hmm. um, I I know that if I had not been literally just pushed into okay you can do a, you can do a photo session by yourself I might still be holding hands and saying, oh, I'm still not ready. I'm not good. Uh I'm not not professional enough. Um, And I still have a lot to learn, but I also have a lot of gratitude for the moment that I'm in. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for you. And I'm thinking I need to I need to talk to you. Maybe I'll maybe I can get in there in a couple of months and do one. Not even at my like goal weight. I just think that the way you said it, like in the moment because I I think this is an important part of life especially for me at at the weight I'm at at, you know where I'm at because I have been so uncomfortable at this point like physically that I think it would be a good point to be like this is where you turned and changed your life you know that to remember that point is huge like and I I I have lots of clients like that we you know, some of the special moments that we've had with clients, um, clients that have just lost a lot of weight or they're just starting a weight loss journey. I also have had several clients who um, who have cancer and they are about to lose their breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll come in and we'll have a photo shoot and they will celebrate their, their female figure. And then a few of them have come back afterwards after wow. they had the reconstruction and they have scars and but they they got through it man they wow. they beat that cancer they got yeah. through chemotherapy they got through the all of the surgeries and then there they are back again that's amazing photos. that's beautiful that's so yeah. beautiful i think it's so inspiring to come afterwards and be proud of yourself like you survived that that's that's huge that's just uh melissa's mom was uh, melissa was on our show last week and um her mom survived breast cancer and cancer twice you know and and she didn't lose her breast but it's just the point of having that courage like that's huge to be able to go back and say look this is me now this is me as a survivor like that's yes that's so amazing that's like way that's way cool (laughs) absolutely that's so fun 
That is, man. I'm so I'm so excited that you came on today. That is so like you have a lot of inspiration to give out to people. <laughs> like you don't you don't even know because like just talking with you, I've even jotted down notes and I'm like I'm pumped. Just gonna I'm like, dude, Thanks, you're so ex- inspiring. I'm I'm excited because I mean I get everybody that's been on here has been amazing. It's been so fun. And I really do believe the whole what you put out out there is what you get back. And I think like the women that have been on here have been so amazing and everything that they've been through, like just inspiring for everybody. That's what I love about this podcast. This is just um like life just brought it in my head god just put it in my head like you should do this and i'm like all right i'm gonna try doing this and i thought at first because you know how we convince ourselves like "Mm, is is anybody even gonna hear it then i thought well if nobody hears it right away maybe someday they will and then i thought if i could get people on it and here i'm thinking you know one or two people maybe if i'm lucky and it's been one person every single week like we're on episode 12 and I'm booked to November. Like that That's is awesome, just Sarah. so amazing. <laughs> I'm like, this is like something I really feel like God put in my life so it could help people. Like this is like on a level that I, I want to save the world, but I got to do it slowly. <laughs> That's so, so great. That's I think it's perfect for you. Oh, it's so much fun. And I'm just talking with everybody. You guys don't even understand how much you inspire me because I think that just thoughts in my own head, everybody's hit certain things that I'm just like, man, you guys are so smart. Like just, just so inspiring. I'm so excited. You just made me so excited today. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm, so I'm really honored that you asked me to be a guest. Thank yes. You. Thank you. And I definitely, I want you to come back because I know we, we discussed possible topics and you had some really amazing ones that I'm like, okay, we definitely need you to come back on the show again. Because we'll have yeah, more to talk sure. about. <laughs> for sure. And I'd love to share um, your information at the end of the podcast. I'll, I'll share like where people can contact you if they're interested in doing a photo shoot. Or Absolutely. If, like I'll just get your contact information for them. And then I'll share that at the end of the podcast. Um, Great. But thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> you are so welcome. Yay. I, I loved talking about the stuff that makes me fired up yeah um, for, for lack of a better term uh, <laughs> I love that and I just love also encouraging other people that if I can get through some of the things I've gone through in my life um, you can too yes and you can really thrive and have a full exciting beautiful joyful life and you can you can rock it in any creative field you can totally rock it there are so mm-hmm. many tools and people and um encouragers out there that want to see you succeed yes we're rooting for you we're rooting for everybody that's the that's the beauty of it this this podcast is rooting for you man we want you to succeed and 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 we want you to be happy and everything it's so it's so fun i'm excited (laughs) thanks sarah yes thank you so much I just wanted to thank Teresa so much for coming on today's podcast. She is truly inspiring. She is such a hard worker and does so much amazing things. And I'm I'm really excited that she has found 
something that brings her such happiness. I'm, I look forward to all the amazing things that she's going to do. Um, I did want to share a couple things and then I do have her contact information in just a minute. Um, just a couple things. If you're feeling lost in your career or life in general, um, if it forces you to do the self work and dig deep about what lights you up, that's something you should like consider. Cause I, I mean, we talked about it a lot, but you guys really need to like dig into what makes you happy. Like it's easy to get a job and work nine to five and get your paycheck, but it is that it like, you know, don't you think there should be something more like you should really feel that you love your job, that you love your career and that it makes you happy inside. There's no reason that any of you shouldn't be happy with your career. Um, I mean, it really got, you got to like dig deep and see what makes you happy. What really lights you up. Everybody wants an immediate solution to feeling lost, but care, but the core to the process is sitting in it and getting curious, like find out what it is. Sit there and think, Hey, what really makes me happy? Like does drawing make you happy? Does, does, taking pictures make you happy of anything like you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a creative aspect maybe you enjoy architecture like she had mentioned maybe you enjoy building cars you know whatever it is that is it lights you up that you see that you're you feel that you're lit up inside you you notice that you're smiling when you do it anytime you do that's what's lighting you up that's what you should pursue i know it's not easy at first but if we don't try, you know, are you just going to sit and marinate and be miserable your whole life? Like, is that, that's it? That's my question. Like, I don't, I don't, I know I've changed jobs so many times. It's unbelievable. And I always got slack from it. Everybody was like, oh, she changed jobs again. You know, I got it from everyone. And it was always something that I started thinking, well, what's wrong with me? Because I can't just stay at a job. And it wasn't that I got fired. I left every single one of my jobs. I've never gotten fired. I've quit. And it's because like the treatment and the just the way that these jobs have been. And I hate when I'm not happy at a job, you know, um, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Uh, I encourage you to look back, to stop and look back and, and gain perspective on the present by looking at the full story of your past. So we're obsessed with end goals and and shoulds and old dreams and fitting in and and we're unable to let the the next set be good enough. Like we're not content with the process of our life you know we just are in such a hurry to be rich I guess everybody not everybody but you know a lot of people it's about that next paycheck and they're willing to give up everything just for a check like you're willing to give up your happiness I just don't imagine that life was just a paycheck you know I don't think that God put us here to just be getting a check and that's it you know I, I think that we're meant to enjoy our life and live the best life that we can and live out loud. I mean, do it. If you're going to live, do those things you've been wanting to do. If you had something that you've wanted to try, if you wanted to try painting, if you wanted to try calligraphy, sewing, whatever you it is that that's there and it has been there, try it. You really have nothing to lose. And it does help to discover what you don't enjoy. So you won't ever know 
if you don't try, it's finding what you love and knowing that it includes the process of elimination. So I've tried all kinds of, of careers. I've done animation. I've done oh, retail, everything, accounting, everything, uh, admin assistant, janitor, everything. And I know what I like and what I don't like, but it was the process of elimination. Childcare, I did that too. Like everything I've done, I have tried everything that I was even remotely interested in just so I can see if it's for me, you know? You'll never know unless you try. That's all I'm getting at. So I hope that this podcast was helpful to some of you, to all of you. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I really just wanted, I really love the people that have been coming on and sharing. I just, you guys have been so inspiring to me. It's just been amazing. Um, and I think everybody's helping in their own way. And just know that you guys you guys are really amazing and it's so cool that you guys came on and that Teresa came on today. Uh, I do have a couple things for as far as uh, contact information. Um, I do have the, I always have to share this one, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That one is 1-800-273-8255. Please reach out. If it's, if you need to reach out to me or have any problems, you know, you can always reach me at livinglifeoutloud82 at gmail.com. I will answer as soon as I get your email. I, I mean, it immediately notifies me. So I will try my best to get it done and talk to respond back as soon as possible. Um, some of the things that Teresa had mentioned was the EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique. So definitely look into that. If you're someone that str- struggles with anxiety like we do, um, look into it. I am totally going to do that today. I'm going to look it up and see how to do it. And I'm going to start trying to do it and see if it helps me with my anxiety. Um As far as Teresa's contact information, if you guys look her up on Facebook or just in Albuquerque, you can look her up at The Lavish Boudoir in Albuquerque. And then there's also on Instagram, you can contact her directly. And it's Teresa underscore with underscore lavish. And that's on Instagram. So be sure to reach out to her if you're interested in getting um, your photos taken because she does do the photos and I was going to just let you know of the promotion that she has going on um, now through October if you book there is an extra Halloween theme that she has going so you will get a 4x6 uh, metal uh, print included with your package that you get so definitely reach out if you're looking for something to I mean it does it doesn't even have to be like she said there's never the right time or perfect time just do it like I really am interested in going and doing it because I love the description of how she makes people feel and how you know comfortable getting out of your comfort zone you know so so definitely reach out to her she's an amazing woman and I'm sure everything that she will do for your photo shoot is going to be amazing and I know that you guys will love it. I've known her for a long time and it's just she's such an amazing person so definitely reach out to her. Um, If you guys have any questions on how to reach her I will also include it on my blog this coming week um, her contact information so you can reach her on there or just email me and I'll 
directly get you in contact with her if you need to so thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast i hope you enjoyed it and i look forward to talking to you guys again next week have a blessed and wonderful weekend and i will talk to you later bye